the good, the true, and the beautiful. They are centrally important to really understanding the Catholic faith. It's a complex concept, but when you understand the basics of it, the errors of the modernists become all so clear. The modernists celebrate the ugly, they deny the truth of the faith, and they trade the good for the banal. And never forget that modernism is a heresy, and heresies are by definition evil. Today I have for you a basic error that I'm going to show you. A priest tried to make a point by putting a demonic statue up outside of a basilica in Italy in the hopes that it would illustrate the horrors of the modern world. That combined with the latest errors from the Vatican and its vaunted synod of synodality illustrates perfectly that the Vatican has embraced the world in all of its banality and in doing so is undermining the faith. But first, I wanted to thank the patrons and channel members for their continued support of Return to Tradition during these weird times. For like a dollar a month, they help keep these messages coming, and they help me to be able to, to drop what I'm doing when breaking news happens to bring it to you as a first priority. So thank them, thank you to them for all of that. If you want to join the effort, you can hit that join button below or find links to Patreon or the Patreon alternative Subscribestar and a couple of other options in the description box below. Enough of that, though, because everything we're talking about today touches on the classical Catholic concept of the true, the good, and the beautiful, which would point to the reality of God. And Joseph Pierce describes this concept, the true, the good, and the beautiful, in this way when he reminds us that those three values are a reflection of the Holy Trinity itself. Quoting Dr. Pierce, quote, The synthesis between the faith and reason can also be seen in the synthesis between the Trinity and the transcendentals between Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and the good, the true, and the beautiful. As the Holy Trinity is ontologically one, so are the transcendentals. Goodness, truth, and beauty form a unified whole, inseparable and indivisible. Ultimately, the Trinity and the transcendentals are synonyms. God is the good, God is the true, God is the beautiful. If the good, the true, and the beautiful as a reflection of the Trinity are the end to which we strive, they are also, through their manifestation in love, reason, and creativity, the means by which the end is achieved. Love is the path to goodness, reason is the path to truth, and creativity is the path to beauty. End quote. Bear that in mind here, because a priest in Biella, Italy, at the Basilica Sanctuary of Europa, needs to be reminded of this basic Catholic truth. The priest put on display this monstrosity. If you're wondering what that thing is, we'll get the priest who's responsible for its explanation from an Italian website called primanovara.it. Headline, horror movie character at the entrance to the, to the Europa Sanctuary. The rector, it is the beginning of a journey. It represents the anguish and torments of our time. If that looks like a video game character or a character from a 1990s Disney cartoon, you'd almost be right. Apparently, it's a movie monster version of the Boogeyman. Seriously, the priest thought it was a good idea to put a movie monster version of the Boogeyman outside of a basilica to remind the lady of the horror and anguish of our times. You can't make this stuff up. From the article, quote, Many in the first days of the quote-unquote folds of the soul exhibition have judged the presence of the sculpture, the first of the nine that make up the exhibition, right at the entrance to the sacred place inappropriate and out of place the quote-unquote evil, if not downright quote-unquote satanic aspect, made more than one visitor turn up their noses. 
Yet it is no coincidence that the organizers have chosen to place it right there. This is explained by Don Michel Berchi, rector of the sanctuary. It is disturbing, adds Don Berchi, and it could not be otherwise, given that it symbolizes fear, terror, fright. It is at the beginning of the journey for this, because it represents the anguish and torments of our time, from the events of the 2020 to the conflict dominating the news today, and those that each of us carries with us when we arrive in, in Europa, fears of which we are symbolically freed precisely in the path that brings us closer to the Madonna, to the hope and courage that are represented at the end by the sculpture of Icarus, end quote. I'm not even going to comment on putting a statue of Icarus in a Catholic building. I have a better idea for a statue that could be placed outside a basilica than that demonic thing, with the purpose of inspiring pious reflection among the laity. This is the Pieta. It is a depiction of Our Lady holding her son's lifeless form after the Passion, after he was taken off the cross. It was sculpted by Michelangelo. That image would be far better than the demonic image for evoking an emotional response based off the horrors of the past few years. Elsewhere, the artist behind the Folds of the Soul exhibit, as it's being called, offered another explanation. Quote, At the entrance to the sanctuary located in the lower square, the visitor is greeted by the boogeyman, fear, which is faced by Icaros, courage and aspiration to fly, positioned in turn in the square in front of the upper basilica. A clash at the distance between these two works metaphorically represents the struggle between the weakness and aspirations of each one. It is the tool that nature has provided to humans to evolve as each challenge leads beyond its limits towards new levels of knowledge and consciousness. The two sculptures define and contain the entire itinerary of the ex exhibition as Alpha and Omega, the beginning and end of this journey. Wow. The heart of the sanctuary, the ancient basilica, houses on the altar of the chapel the blue statue of the twisted Christ, whose intense blue color prompts the public to question the faith. End quote. Ah, yes, the rector of a basilica permitted an art display to be placed on church property that invites the attendees to question the faith. And they did so using this plastic pointy crystal looking thing to represent the crucifixion that is, in every, that is displayed in every parish. Modernism is ugly. I said it at the beginning and I say it again. The modernists produce ugly works. They don't understand beauty or the fact that beauty in the faith is supposed to point to God to help awaken the desire for faith or for greater faith that resides in every one of us. Here's more proof. A Dominican priest on Twitter brought to the world's attention something the Vatican's synodal Twitter account tweeted, an image that represents the purpose of the synod of synodality. For those watching on YouTube, here it is. Here we see again artwork that undermines the faith, that does not build up the faith. Here we see a visual representation for what the synod is supposed to do. And I want you to notice that something is missing here, something critical. I'm going to read to you just this, this infographics. It's all what it is. Its headline is, What Defines the People of God? It is a people that belongs to God. This means that it goes beyond any nation, continent, language, or race. Okay, so far so good. I think everybody can get behind that. The first image here is a what looks like a clip art representation of the Holy Ghost, a dove with blue lines emerging from it. Its caption reads, One is a member by baptism and by living according to the teachings of Jesus and his church. On the surface, that's okay. The second shows a pair of hands, also what looks like clip art, with shackles that have been broken. Its caption reads, 
Its identity is to be children of God, which gives freedom and grants equal dignity to all. Okay, on the surface, you may not think there's anything objectionable. Let's continue. The third is an outstretched hand. Again, clip art with a little blue heart. The caption reads, its law is the new commandment of love. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The fourth is a lighthouse with blue light emerging. Its mission is to be the light of the world by proclaiming Jesus's good news of love, peace, and fraternity. Word fraternity, when it shows up, is always a red flag because fraternity is a revolutionary value, not a Catholic value, but we'll continue. And then the fourth, or the fifth image rather, is more clip art, uh, showing a group of people with their arms outstretched onto each other's shoulders. And it reads, its destiny is to live and implement in their local context a society of justice, joy, peace, love, and mutual respect. With a quote here, presumably from Francis, being people of God means being missionary disciples who communicate to others the gifts they received. Do you know what's missing from here? Faith does not define the people of God according to this. Again, it is a people that belongs to God. This means that it goes beyond any nation, continent, language, or race. And none of the captions here included the faith. According to the Synod on Synodality, according to Vatic the Vatican, there is no call for the faith to be part of the people of God. That is right out of the Vatican. That is modernism, folks, and modernism of the worst kind. The same kinds of people who brought to you this blue image called the Twisted Christ and think this is okay in a church are the same kinds of people who tried to gaslight you into thinking that Pacamama was an image of Our Lady, who now tell you that being part of the people of God doesn't involve having the faith, that it just involves living as their interpretation, the modernist interpretation of Christ told us to live their interpretation because they've stripped Christ of his crown, they've denied the social reign of Christ the King, and turned his message into a purely materialistic one that does not call sinners to repentance and belief in the full gospel message. That's the truth, whether we want to accept it or not. For the modernist, the Catholic faith is a brand and a philosophy, and philosophies can and always do change. Just look at any school of philosophy that has existed for a few centuries, and you can see how, for example, Philosophical liberalism changed from the stuff of John Locke and Thomas Jefferson to Milton Friedman and Keynes. But the faith isn't supposed to do that. The faith doesn't evolve. The practice of the faith and the understanding of the faith may develop organically over time. You know, the understanding of dogmas of the faith and may become more clear over time, but they don't change. The modernists gave a lot away with that synodal document, more than they probably intended. That image is what the modernists and what Pacapapa Francis want the faith to be. Something philosophical, something ideological, something materialistic, with a nod to their vision of Christ as a great teacher, not as the king of kings and lord of lords. Francis doesn't think highly of the faith, though, or for those who want the dogmas of the faith. At his Angelus address on July 10th, Francis said, quote, so many believers take refuge behind dogmatisms to defend themselves from reality, end quote. Ah, yes, contrasting the dogmas of the faith with reality. Very nice, Francis. Well done. Make it more obvious that you don't believe the dogmas of the faith. He said this a mere week after releasing a document calling for the internal strife between traditional Catholics and prelates who want to bury the Catholic faith to come to an end. I guess he's already given up on that ceasefire, though, which isn't surprising, all things considered. 
Now, what's your opinion on all of this, on that, on that weird demonic statue? Am I and the rest of the people commenting on this monstrosity making too big a deal out of it? How about that synod document? Is it telling that they left out the, the basic thing that you must have the faith to be part of the mystical body of Christ? Are these two linked? Or am I just making a big deal out of nothing? Let me know in the comments, please, because I'm curious what you have to say on this. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. This is sharing these messages on social media. And again, thank you to the patrons for this channel. You are greatly appreciated. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.